So uh, ha happy to be joined here by Richard Sperling from Acing Autism. And uh, um, four years ago, when I first heard about it, I had never heard about the organization, but become a big fan and a supporter, and love covering uh, the, your organization and the events you guys do. Um, what's uh, what's kind of the last four years been like for you? Well, four years. The last four years, a lot a lot has happened. Um, so so. We've been around for 10 years now. The first five I was doing this part-time, you know, on the side. And, and for the past, the last five years now, I've been uh, making a salary. So, so, you know, the team is, is slowly growing. Um, and within the last five years, what we've done is we've, we've expanded to, to new locations throughout the U.S. Um, and about three years ago, we basically took a year off and, you know, looked at our curriculum, looked at our manuals, and really streamline the process of adding new programs to ensure that our curriculum is is standard across all the locations because that really is our that's our brand you know that's what we're all about so so we basically took a year off to do all that and then and then the last two years we've really um added a lot of locations the last kind last kind of explain what you do in a yeah, condensed so, version sure so so we offer a, a weekly program for children with autism between the ages of 5 and 18 it's a it's a weekly program that occurs on the weekends when 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 the children have some free time, and and the reason we also do it on the weekends is because we need a lot of volunteer help. So we recruit high school tennis players and college tennis players to deliver our program, and most of our programs actually happen on a high school campus or a college campus, and they they're all volunteers and they they'll be involved with our program for a year or two and then they they move on. So there's there's quite a lot of turnover. So we ensure that we make sure that we're doing, you know, trainings once a year, um, visiting the sites once or twice a year. Uh, but basically, it's, it's the focus is for the children with autism to have a a play-based program where they where they can get some exercise, hopefully make some friends, work on their social skills, their hand-eye coordination, and um, there's a huge need for it just because the the rates of autism have drastically increased it during the past 10 years. We're now, the rate is about one in 60 kids being diagnosed with autism is even higher in boys. So there's about a million children in America between the ages of five and 18 where, where they really need programs that can, ca can cater to their, to their needs. Um, it always seemed ironic to me though, tennis is always thought of as an individual sport yeah. and, and you know, kind of a sport for the middle to upper class and you know, and kids with autism um, you know, being on the tennis court and having success by hitting the ball or whatever, but that's really uh, that's really the confidence boost. That's really where they feel at home, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's interesting that you say it is. It is very individual sport, but you do need someone to play against. Um, and and it and you can think of tennis as quite a social sport as well, because you are interacting with someone. So that's you know the, the beautiful thing about tennis is that we most tennis players grow up in tennis families where they're playing with a sibling or a parent. You're going to a club where you're meeting a lot of people. And so our program, we're really introducing tennis to families that have never played tennis before. They're going to the same place every week. It becomes part of their weekly routine. And it really improves the quality of life for those families. And we do make it accessible to even families that can't afford the program. We're giving out scholarships. I think last year we gave out about $20,000 worth in scholarships. So it's about two to three kids per location that are getting scholarships. 
but a lot of success stories, and now you kind of were telling me earlier, moving into adults. So yeah, well. yeah, because we've been doing it for 10 years now, we hate to see um, children graduate from the program and, and have nowhere else to go. So we are now piloting our first program out of Dallas, Texas, this right now, this spring. Um, and then by the fall, we're planning to launch adult programs at certain locations. Um, so we're still sort of discovering that the best model for the adult programming, but there's there's certainly a huge population out there as well that. But you've grown the number of markets you're in, all the big markets, pretty much. Yeah, uh, we're yeah we're up, up to 52 locations now, and I think we're we've plans for about another 10 new locations this year. So it's very exciting. I mean, there's there's demand everywhere, um, and and uh, what the board is working on right now is building a, a capacity campaign which basically uh, will allow us to have hundreds of programs. That's the goal. Um, so we're trying to build You're scaling, up a... scaling up. Yeah. That's it's, always the trick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And again, we have to make sure that we're offering a quality program that parents are happy with and it's safe for the children and they're making gains. I mean, that's the... the end of the day, there's a lot of... You know, the great thing about this program is it, it's, a, it's a great community event where, you're, where you have children with autism, learning tennis, having fun, and then high school children delivering the program. So they're learning how to work with children with autism. Win-win for everybody. And then the parents are making friends at the program. So it's a really nice So there's still setup. sleepless nights on, on your part? Oh. Or is that you beyond, are you beyond that pretty much? <laughs> I mean, I have a really strong team around me. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the great thing is, um, you know, we're a small team, but I think we're very efficient. And I think we're, the board is always very surprised at how, how we've been able to grow so many programs with such a large number of volunteers. We have, I think in the last 12 months, 1,300 volunteers that have registered to work with us. So that's, uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, how many programs we could actually run with the current team. So I think we, we're confident that we could do another 15 or 20. Right. Um, you know, it's just, this is with, uh, you know, four full-time employees and we've just hired a director of development, which we're very excited about. We've never had, never had a, someone fundraising for us. So that would be um, hopefully very successful. Sure. Yeah. With Richard Sperling from uh, Acing Autism. Now you also mentioned kind of piggybacking on the autism uh, adaptive tennis. Talk, talk about that for a second. Well, I'm on the, the National Committee for Adaptive Tennis. So we're, we're trying to grow, uh, again, making, making tennis accessible to all disabilities, not just autism. And um, you know, the committee has only been around for two years, but we're trying to um, provide more opportunities for adaptive players, but also help families find uh, adaptive tennis programs in their, in their cities. And so if you go to usta.com and, and find, uh, you know, there's a list of all the adaptive programs that have registered in the U.S. I think we're, we're up to about 200 programs. Um, and... Um, yeah, that, that's 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 uh, a you know a committee. Um, uh, the m members on that committee are all very involved in adaptive programs in all the sections around it's the country. It's big in all sports. Other other sports have been really wildly successful, yeah. and it's been been brought to the attention. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's no. only natural that tennis, you know, is, yeah. should play a part in that. No, as well. we 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 believe there are so many more children and adults um, with disabilities that that could benefit so much from playing tennis um, it really is a 
a great sport. You, can, you know, you can play a couple of times a week and, uh, again, make friends, get your exercise. It, it really is a, uh, a self-esteem booster. You know? Yeah, well, it's a steam booster for the sport, I yeah. think, as well, too. You're uh, encouraged growing the sport uh, in ways that it's never really yeah. been grown yeah. before, and that's really kind of what you have to do. And, and then other members of the family maybe catch on. So it's a way, you know, indirectly and directly of growing the sport of tennis. Yeah. No, it certainly is. It's uh, um, like I said, we're just, we're we're trying to make it accessible to to everyone. And and the biggest difference between adaptive tennis is that you're just you're just adapting the way the game is played and taught. You know, just slowing things down a little bit. You might might be a little bit more physical prompting when you're teaching them. Um, some visual modeling, some pictures. You know, we use visual schedules for our children. Um, but it it's. Uh, you know, all the kids in my program, and I know, I know, adults from other adaptive programs, they make such tremendous gains from from playing tennis once or twice a week. So it's uh, and a lot of success stories coming out of the program, and and you're a success story too. Well, so uh, no, we have some some very very um, heartwarming stories. You know, from parents that can't afford to go to the program and. You know, they just love taking their children. You know, it's an hour for the parents where they can just watch their children have some fun. I've been to the clinics. One thing that is universal at your clinics is everybody's smiling and, yeah. and having a good time. Yeah. It's, it's really what it's all about. Yeah. So the exciting thing for us this year is that we finally, we finally have a couple of studies. We're actually working with some PhD students um, at UCLA and one at Auburn where they're actually looking at how these kids are making gains socially and also physically. Um, so that'll be really interesting once we have the, that data and we can actually publish some papers on that. So that's, that's very exciting. Yeah, good, good news all around. Yeah. And if people want to find out more uh, in their area, depending on, we have listeners from all over the world actually, uh, where can they go or how can they find out more information? So the best place to start is our website, which is www.acingautism.org and, and it's A-C-E-I-N-G a-U-T-I-S-M. Um, you can find, there's a, there's a parent tab there, there's a locations tab where you can find all, all of our locations in the U.S. Um, there's great testimonials from both volunteers and parents there, so you can learn all about our organization. Yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing more growth and, uh, and always uh, interesting to hear your updates and, uh, and what's going on. Thanks so much, Rick, for the opportunity.